Good morning. It's first thing Friday so it's time for Fresh Fix, our weekly newsletter. Made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Fix slash Insider May 14th. At Tech. The first of our Fix Live events with Bliss this week saw a distinguished panel agree we are all in a holding pattern, waiting for a better idea of the impact of the iOS 14.5 rollout. There are lots of figures circulating, and a number of different ways of measuring, so we have been focusing on the Bliss data, which they are updating daily. They now see over 5% of traffic with iOS 14.5 and 34% are opted in, with some regional variations. The site explains the data in caveats, and its early days. One thing that is noticeable is how slow take-up of the new OS seems, usually Apple are really good at getting everyone switched over quite quickly, but this seems more ponderous. You can see the first fix live session here and tickets for the second event the hashtag Get Impersonal series, Can the Cookieless World Be Made to Measure? are now available. We have panelists from Phospha and MediaSense already confirmed. The way Apple have built privacy into a brand attribute will be a case study in good PR. And it's no coincidence that Google are now making developers be clearer about how they use data. Could they go further and mandate opt-in in the way Apple does? Probably not, given they would be the most inconvenienced. But their control of Android does give them the opportunity to clean up the space, and finding ways to wrest mobile ad volume back from Flurry etc. must be attractive. So as the industry waits to see what the effect the changes have, there is more speculation on how Apple will act. We have seen the new search ad products and noted the job ads, and that they have hired an experienced ad exec Antonio Garcia Martinez. He is best known for his time at Facebook, but has since worked with Twitter, Branch, and Nanigans. He also wrote the best-selling Chaos Monkeys book. But they just fired him because of some comments in the book. I have long argued that Apple would take advertising more seriously. Wall Street firm Bernstein wrote a good paper on the idea back in 2018, here their analyst explain why here. Benedict Evans has a typically good piece on how Apple deals with new opportunities like this, winning some and losing others. As he points out, Apple have been here before, Steve Jobs bought Quattro and set about reinventing mobile advertising. It was a great pitch but everyone eventually walked away as Apple demanded too much control and too much money. With the consequence that Jobs take on mobile ads, that they suck, is still true a decade later. But his logic for getting involved then, to help their developers make money, remains valid today. And if Apple get to make a few billion dollars along the way. There is lots of Twitter beef around the idea that Apple track people, but read their support on Apple ads and privacy and you see Apple are doing pretty much the same tracking as the rest of the ad tech world. If you really care about privacy wouldn't you default this to opt out? If personalized ads is turned on, Apple's advertising platform may use your information to serve ads that are more relevant to you. Turning off personalized ads will prevent Apple from using this information for ad targeting. It may not decrease the number of ads you receive, but the ads may be less relevant to you. So everything is in place for Apple to get back into ads in a big way. But they need a bigger sales team. Do they build one? Amazon and TikTok in particular are recruiting salespeople like crazy. Or do they buy someone? Verizon has all the tech, including AppNexus, and a good team. It's clear that, at least in the short term, the walled gardens will benefit. With their first-party data they can continue to target well, so less likely to see budgets pause or dry up. And they will benefit from money moving out of the open web and display. A couple of people recognize that Amazon could benefit disproportionately. And I tend to agree with this argument that a unified ID will never work and hence walled gardens benefit. I think we will see a handful of IDs get some traction, but without a kingmaker we will see ongoing competition.
If I am a trade desk customer I will use their preferred ID solution, but there is little incentive for other DSPs to use the same as the market leader. Google engineer Jeff Kaufman has written a good piece on why I work on ads, making a great case for advertising as a business model. It's a shame no one started doing this a while back, and I despair when I see ad-supported media businesses presenting ad-free products as if they are superior in some way. Merchant One of the first CPG campaigns we looked at in good TikTok creative was Little Moons, a Japanese ice cream startup that used social really well, both building brand and driving sales up tenfold. Here their marketing director explains how they grew the brand on other platforms and channels. The smart people at Tortoise have a new focus on tech and look at how Amazon has stumbled in the grocery wars. I think they will recover quickly. We looked at lockers and home delivery in our deep dive on Wednesday and Amazon are rolling out their in-garage delivery service to all U.S. grocery customers. Here Amazon can open your garage, if you have the right lock, and leave your parcels securely. And they have extended their palm payment, you just wave your hand over a sensor to pay, into a whole food store. All their innovations need scale and I am sure they will pitch this to other retailers. Their hunger for data never abates. The team at PSFK have a great take on what's happening with retail and customer journeys. Their free event on a store experience journey of the future looks really promising. New TV issue As rumored the Premier League plan to roll over its broadcast deal, extending it on the same terms for another three years. The reason given in the media is because they were worried about a collapse in the value of the rights by as much as £500 million. I don't see that making any sense. In the US recent deals have seen huge increases in the prices paid. It is true that the new Serie A deal in Italy has days in paying about 20% less than the previous deal with Sky Italia. In Germany the drop was just 5%. If the three companies, Sky, BT and Amazon, think they can get a cheaper price, why agree a rollover at today's inflated prices instead of a new negotiation where they could drive prices down? The government allows interested or affected parties to have their say before the rollover is finalized. If Dazen want to bid, why not let them? The need to pay rebates to the broadcasters for postponed fixtures was probably an important factor in extending the deal and I think the broadcasters have done well here. After the Super League debacle this deal seems to kick the can down the road a little. What can we expect when the negotiating starts again in 18 months or so? Our deep dive next week is all about Newton and we will look more closely as sports and streaming. Don't miss that. The migration to subscription-funded streaming is a challenge for brands. Understanding the opportunities for brand integration is therefore critical for smart marketers. This hustle article and the economics of movie product placements is timely. It's a little Hollywood-focused but the principles apply to Netflix etc. too, as this piece from a couple of years back shows. It also misses the technical opportunities that firms like Marriott can offer. I will share my experience of product placement and Coronation Street in the Insider Guild. A new report from the Trade Desk looks at streaming from Bradford to Berlin, and with their new deal with Sky Media to sell their inventory programmatically they are now a major player in Newtv. Influencers Everyone has realized influencers or creators are really important and the platforms are vying to get the talent to spend time with them. This Hollywood Reporter article looks at how TikTok, Snap and YouTube all made them center stage at the new fronts recognizing that brands now see them as a viable marketing tool. And YouTube will pay $100 million to creators using its TikTok competitor. TikTok put $200 million into a similar initiative last summer and Snap found paying $1 million a day was effective at launching Spotlight. Will we see a podcast like Push for Exclusivity next? Snap are trying a slightly different tack, 
signing up creators like Megan Thee Stallion and Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio for longer-form shows on Snapchat Discover, which now has 100 meters monthly viewers. And a good history, the rise of TikTok, from Musical.LitaByte, Dance. Plus Plus. Why brands are putting QR codes on everything I lost in I of Dragon's Den pitching QR codes in 2011. Losses jump 180% at SoftBank-backed coupon. If only someone had known about this when the iPod, checks notes, two months ago. DRPCRD, passes and drops for influencers, fist. Seth Godin on why the blockchain matters? When tailwinds vanish the internet tailwinds that propelled Silicon Valley's meteoric growth for decades are stalling out. The ripple effects will jolt the tech industry. Then each check 250 iPhone apps, this is how they're tracking you. What is an entertainment company in 2021 and why does the answer matter? Matthew, Ball.VC The next inflection point, more than 100 million consumers are shopping with R, have you reserved your ticket for our R event on May 25th? Snap will be part of the event. Some other interesting events coming up. I am very pleased to be taking part in Group Think Festival 2021 alongside loads of super smart strategy people. I have one free ticket, first come, first served. Snap Partner Summit 2021. Register for Google Marketing Livestream 2021. TikTok Download 2021. And don't forget to sign up for the second of our hashtag Get Impersonal series, Can the Cookieless World Be Made to Measure? On June 8th.